0: Hello, my friends. My name is Chris K, and I'm the host of Burner Phone Podcast, an educational series about the world of crime from the people that lived it. In this episode,
1: I'll be talking to... I'm Jim Tom, an ex-moonshiner and been a moonshiner for 60 years. So uh, everybody listen to me now. I'm an ex-moonshiner. I'm one of the best. One of the best here in Graham County.
0: So, yeah, Jim, tell me about where you grew up.
1: Well, I grew up here in Graham County, Robbinsville, North Carolina, born 1940 on Christmas, December the 25th. So, I uh, started making moonshine when I was 19 years old. That was 1959, and I reckon I've messed around with it up to just a few years ago. My age has got me kind of, you know, under the weather, and... Uh, had a few health problems. Can't climb the mountains like I used to. But uh, anyway, I'm still in uh, connected with that moonshining, and I really enjoy it. Does moonshining go back in your family? Is there a, is there a history? Well, not in my family, not really. My grand, my daddy made a little bit back in the thirties, but I'm just about the only one in the family. Uh, that, that ever fool were making any moonshine, and they're drinking it to boot. Oh, my brother, he drank a little, but uh, I fooled with it all my life, but uh, none of my family never did really do that. I could go probably way back and get some of the folks that did, but they, I don't know who they was.
0: Who uh, who taught you how to, how to make it?
1: Well, actually, when I seen my first steel, uh, 1955, When I was helping the old man, named Clyde, uh, he actually didn't uh, learn me how. Actually, the good teacher about moonshining was Will Junior Ayers, Junior Ayers, which passed away in 1980. Me and him made liquor for years and years together, up until his death, and uh, he got into some trouble and had to go to the penitentiary, of course, I was in there with him. <laughs> My mine wasn't too bad; it's over alcohol, but I never have been caught. But anyway, Junior Irish taught me ninety-nine uh, percent of the stuff that I know. Okay, and so could you tell me
0: about the the place that you grew up, Graham County? What what, what is it like there? Is it
1: what are, what do most people do for work? Um, well, uh, most of the work here in Graham County has always been uh, logging. You know cutting timber back in the mountains, and uh, we did have one furniture factory here, which closed down about four or five years ago, and mostly it was working in the in the timber back in the mountains here, 90% of it was. I used to do a lot of it, you know. I used to do a lot of logging, but that was a long time ago. Of course, I still had a steelhead back in the mountains. On top of that, uh, I'm making a dollar a hour logging and. Uh, the uh making me a little bit of liquor along, so that's about all there was in Graham County. Nothing to do. Uh yeah. It's all hard my father he worked in the Bamus Lumber Company planting mill, uh planting my lumber seventeen years and uh that just that was about it. So it's kinda of hard
0: living.
1: It's hard to live back in the, and it still is. Uh, they ain't, they ain't one bit of employment here in the county. The plant closed down uh they just ain't much going on, just uh, little old side jobs like McDonalds or uh, Wendy's or Summers and there ain't no money in that. Uh the the motorcycle gangs brings in all the money here to, to the county. They they bring in about three million dollars a season according to their local papers, so uh they you know they bring in the money but that don't help uh, that don't help everybody, just the ones that's got business. But that just ain't nothing to do here in the county, except used to make a little liquor, you know, fifty cents a pint, quarter a pint, to feed your family. Now that was back in the thirties and the forties. Uh, that's all there was to do was do some moonshining to feed your family. So uh, that's the reason that people back in here like to do that, you know. They, that's the only way they had to make a living. Yeah. What other
0: ways do uh, people people go about making a living? Do people ever grow marijuana out there?
1: Well. You know, uh, a growing pot, there's a lot of it growed. Because I know, you know, uh, I know a whole lot that I don't never say nothing about. But I watch that helicopter fly and follow the year, you know. And they'll locate two or three patches. And uh, I talked to the ATF one time, uh, back when that rainbow club was in here, the hippies. Me and him talked, I guess, two hours. And he said, Jim you know Tom, he said, we hardly ever, cut down a liquor steel anymore. He said, we hardly ever said they went to bigger money. He said, they went to raising their marijuana, their pot, and said, uh, we don't never hardly cut a steel down. So uh, he said, we don't think much about a liquor steel anymore. He said, you know, we will cut it down if we have to, but he said, we're mostly looking for pot packages. He said, uh, bigger money is what they went to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of these small towns like Graham County, um, a lot of other things have taken over too, like meth and and heroin. Is that is that reached out there, out to where you? Oh yeah,
1: they all the time. You know, are, are cutting down meth labs. Uh, now that's something. Uh, I'll just tell you about me. I, I, I'm closed mouth. I don't rat on anybody, but. If I know where there's a math lab at, I will report it. I mean, I'm just Jim Tom, because I've seen too many people on it that can't get off. I mean young people. And uh, they said, Jim Tom, we just can't get off of it. They said, uh, we go to these rehabs, and they some of they stay for months and months, and some will get off, and some won't. You know, I talk to them a lot. And I said, well, you are to stick with that moonshine. I said, "I said that won't hurt you. Well, we like it too, they said. But we got hooked on this heroin. I heard the ex-sheriff say the other day, said the county is full of heroin right now. Uh, he said "He said it, it, it's full of it. So now, I don't know, because I never did do that, see. I never was no, what I call a dope thing. I never was that. But now, I've laid the plenty of liquor to my hide in the last 60 years. I've made that for... For a long time, you know, but uh, i never did fool with a heroin or, or meth or nothing like that. But now there's a lot of people that makes their living like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, one side of me can't really blame them because, you know, like you said, it's hard living. And they got to provide for their family somehow.
1: And sometimes they might just fall into it. Well, in the years, uh, yeah, they uh, they people that ain't going to let their kids go hungry. You know what I mean? It, regardless what they have to do. Yeah. You know, uh, so, uh, but I'll just stick with my moonshining. I've done it for years and years, and I've slowed down in my old days, but I think I'll just stick with moonshining. Doesn't do that as anything i ever done.
0: How old are you, now?
1: Be 76 in December. Okay. Yeah, getting on up there. It's time I'm wearing out just a little bit. I'm just like old Popcorn Sutton. He said, Jim, you know Tom, I'm worn out. He said that last time I'm running liquor I'm gonna make. That was one of these films, you know. Of course he yeah. didn't quit. You never will. If you if you play around with it, you'll never give it completely up. No so, so I I know. Popcorn
0: Sutton Popcorn Sutton was quite the legend. Uh he was pro- I think he's probably one of the most famous moonshiners to ever live. Uh did you know him?
1: Oh, oh yeah. He used to come visit me, you know, back uh, I'd say about two or three years before that he passed away, he'd come see me, him and his wife, and he'd bring me a half a gallon of liquor, and we'd exchange liquor recipes and so on, and he was a number one moonshiner. Uh, nobody will ever uh, uh, be any more famous than Popcorn Sutton. I don't care who he is. His
0: uh, his gravestone says,
1: Popcorn said, fuck you. <laughs> That's what he said, because me and Roy went over there and had to, Picture tucked by his grave. Uh, yeah. I, I see a couple of years ago, I believe it was on Memorial Day or something. That's what he said. Oh, he didn't care what he said. Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, he said a law a quart of liquor. It didn't matter who he was. He said, "Let me go in here and get it." I mean, that's the way he was. He didn't care.
0: So, are, are moonshiners a tight knit group? Do they kind of stick to themselves? And oh
1: yeah, moonshiners—they just like a dang uh, some kind of a. Mason out there club, I call it. <laughs> they, they, they stick to their self. And, uh, you know, they. you just tell me if a club, of, uh, like being a Mason or something like that. You know, we don't talk much. I mean, you know, we sure don't go around reporting each other.
0: Yeah. It, it now, they used
1: to, years ago, I know around here one fellow, but he wound up dead because he was reporting his uh, brother-in-law, and uh, something happened to him. He was trying to sell all his liquor and knock his brother-in-law and knock him out of the the business, so he wound up, they never couldn't find him.
0: Oh, he disappeared.
1: He disappeared over in, I was over in Tenneco Plains, Tennessee, on North River. Yeah, that feller showed me one day. I was going down the road with him. He said, you see that big hole of water right down there in the river? I said, yeah. He said, they think that's where that so-and-so wound up at. (laughs) He had a 32. I see a thirty one Ford Coupe uh, that he hauled his moonshine in. Had a big beard come down to about his belt. Uh now he was a he was a old oh, he got his arm shot off old Jared Murphy by the ATF. He got in the shootout with him. Uh, now I'll tell you who he was, old man Bass Dockerty. Uh, uh, he got in the shootout with him they shot his arm off and uh, now he was a moonshiner. Uh, he didn't care. Mm-hmm had that big long gun right on his side. He did that. He did that till he died. Yeah. Oh, I knowed him real good. He he was a real moonshiner. Old Bass was.
0: How did he get in a shootout with the with the ATF?
1: Well, you know I don't really know how that happened. It was over in Cherokee County, over in Murphy. I don't know if they tried to raid him or, or I just I just never did get the straight of all that.
0: So this was a anyway. He
1: got his arm. They shot his arm off, and I don't know what he done to them.
0: So the guy that ended up missing, that disappeared, he was uh, he was a rat.
1: Oh yeah, he see he turned by I Think it was uh, basti's His wife's brother is who it was. That was his brother in law. So he turned bass in, so that they cut him down, and then he see he was making whiskey too. And he turned bass in so they would uh, to raid him and get cut his steel down, and then he'd get all the business. Okay. So he come up missing. Yep.
0: Yeah, heard, Yeah, out in them woods, I mean, you
1: can disappear.
0: There's...
1: You can disappear overnight, and they'll never know. <laughs> hey, I got tickled at bass. He said, let me tell you about him. Some cattle got missing. That's on the skyway at the Hooper Ball. Mm-hmm. They used to run, you know, wild the cattle did. We'd take them to the mountains in the spring of the year and go get them in the fall of the year. Lord, there's a lot of them come up missing, and big like black Angus did. Oh, what you call him was a rustle, rustling male. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Then they put him in the penitentiary. Uh, let's see. I forget how that was. Uh, he was rustling before they he ever come up missing. Uh, some way or the other, you know. Oh, he's a manning. That's, that's wild. <laughs> oh, shut! these they, they mountains. They some of the best water here to ever been in the world for making moonshine. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it depends on your water. Some water will, some water won't. Some water you'll get eight gallons of a sixty pound of sugar. Some water you get a gallon and a half. Uh, it just you know, there's many minerals and stuff in it. And uh, I, I guess I know every little spring there is in these mountains through here. I used to get out and hunt them, in case I got cut down, so I could put me one at another place. I go hunt my water, and have it done ready. You know, you never know, but i never was cut down.
0: Yeah, so let's let's talk about making moonshine. What are the what are, for for people out there who don't know? What are the ingredients needed to make it?
1: Well, uh, I won't tell my exactly good recipe. Well, it just takes corn and sugar. Uh, you know, in the old days, I made pure corn whiskey. And it's no good. You can talk to anybody. It's too strong. It'll it it, it just it's just too strong. They use pure corn, and my daddy said he helped a guy do it. They would only get about a gallon of pure corn whiskey, a bushel up to a bushel of corn. So these days they call it sugar liquor. It, 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 it's real good. You cook your meal, and a lot of people use yeast. I never did use good sprouted malt corn. And you know that's about all the ingredients there is is—is corn and sugar, and, that, and they really call it sugar liquor. And back in the old days, was pure corn. Uh, the only sugar that was in it was in the corn, so it would work. It would work. It uh, work the alcohol out of there, and uh, that's all the sugar there was in it. But now, you know, you—they uh, actually call it sugar liquor, you know. Uh, and you'll get eight to nine. Well, I have got more than eight to nine gallons of the barrel. You know, if it was real good tire mice, you know, if it had worked like the third and fourth run, it just turns into alcohol. it Seems like, and he'll uh, just run and run and run. Uh, if you've got good water, that is, to cook to make your mice with.
0: And so, what type of still did you did you
1: use to run? Every time that's ever been made. Any okay.
0: Two
1: to the three barrel rigs? Uh, the biggest I ever really run was a three-barrel. It held 150 gallon with 22 barrels of oak barrels of beer. Uh, that was over in Cherokee County, way up on what they call Webb Creek, making it for another feller over in this county, one in Andrews. They was in together. They was rooster fighters. So uh, they hired me and my buddy to run 22 or 23 oak barrels on a three-barrel. It wasn't our steel. It was theirs. But we ran that thing for months and months till it got stolen. Somebody found it, and they stole it. So that shut us down right there for a while. I made it on from anywhere from a gallon size to 150, uh, 60, 50 gallons, 30 gallons, 20s. It don't matter. Every size in the world.
0: So is was a copper still.
1: Oh yeah, mine was all. Well, one time I did use stainless, and, and stainless is, is actually a better metal than copper is. It is. It all is. you have to do is wipe it out. Copper will corrode. Uh, it it sometimes, but mine never did because I kept it full of steel beer. When I would run that, I didn't drain it out. I'd uh, I'd, I'd I'd fill it. I'd fill it up at the top with my steel beer. It just uh hit a stage is clean in there, then the next time is when I would protect that beer and put back on my meal and my other barrel and you know, when I drained it and then uh pour my other I, I kept it clean as a whistle. <coughs> keep my thump thump post and stuff down in the plate stand. I'd keep them down in there. <coughs> Excuse me then my thump tag, I would drain it and fill it back up in the water so it would stay swelled up. If you don't, they'll start leaking. Uh, you know, it's a hot weather, they get they get hot, they start leaking. I kept mine full of water. And uh, then when I'd go back, well, I'd drain that water out of it. When I went run, i drain that water out of it and put my plug back in it. Then, build the steel and go again, just over and over. Is people st-
0: stealing stills a, a big problem out there?
1: Oh, they you, raid everything. You can, I, you I can, I, I can make a lot
0: of money at the scrap metal yard with a lot of copper.
1: Oh, if they see copper, oh, you better not leave no copper sitting around. I can tell you that. I've had two steels here under my garage, which has never been bothered. Uh, they're just covered up, but uh, they know what I'd do if they get out there and get them. Uh, now, air conditioners, uh, it don't matter. Anything copper, now, they'll, they'll get it and take her to the stripe yard, and, uh, you know, it brings the most money about all the metal. Bryce brings pretty good, but copper outsells it all. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. if you've got any copper land right, by golly, you better put her up or, or cover it up, because they'll get it.
0: Hard times. It's like 2 I mean, a it's pound. hard
1: times right now, especially in Graham County. They, uh, I'm going to tell you, Chris, they just ain't nothing here to do. Yeah. So many people asked you me, you know, will you build me a steel? Well, I said, how big? What si-? I mean, what size? That little fellow came down the other day, he said, young Tom, I need the two-barrel steel. I said... Well, Seth, what do you need with a two-barrel? You ain't never made no record, but he said, I'm going to. He said, I've got to do something. He said, I, I've got two kids and a wife and myself, and he said, I'll just tell you, I'm going to have to do something. I said, well, that's going to cost you a pretty good sum of money, and I reckon when I priced it to him, it, <laughs> that he backed out on it. I mean, that stuff is so high, then you got to take the time and build it, uh, it, it's racially high, the sorter is, and your copper, and all that time.
0: For a moonshiner, where would where would a moonshiner go to get a still made? Would they usually make their own, or would they? are there people out there who specialize in making
1: stills? Well, now, back in the older days, as I was talking about, a lot of them made their own stills. Uh, and they made them mostly like an old turnip style, you know, a, a turnip style, they can thing. They made it just out of pieces. Uh, they, I reckon they would save up enough little pieces. Uh, cause they couldn't go by no uh, three-by-ten sheet like I do or a four-by-ten. They had to sa- get what copper they could, then they'd put it together, you know, and it, and, and, and pretty little steel. Then they would uh, solder it with one of them old uh, soldering guns you have to heat with a blowtorch, uh, you know. And they talk about leaded solder. Lead solder will not hurt your system it will not I know that to be a fact the ATF even told me that they said Jim Tom that lead said that alcohol will not cut that lead unless it turns into vinegar and said then it will <coughs> he said you might drink liquor off of the one steel for 30 years and uh, you know uh, that was coming with lead in it he said you might get just a little bit of lead in you that's all, all the money racket right? that's everything in that it, I've never noticed a steel in my life, and I've noticed it since I was 19, being made with unleaded solder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was always acid core solder, about 50-50. <laughs> I'm talking about lots of steels that they run for 10 years, and it didn't hurt nobody. <coughs> One of the ex-sheriffs even told me that. He said, I made it 13 years. young know, he said, and it was leaded solder. He said, it will not hurt you. He said, "He said, it, it's just all that led, unleaded sort has not been out that many years, no. and <clears throat> it's expensive. I'm telling you this; it it's all money racket. I know what it is. Of course, that's what I use now. I, I use the unleaded."
0: So, how does it feel when you when you when
1: you first start to see that shine dripping out of the still? <laughs> what? Well, hey, right there's where the the, the fine's at. When it starts, you know, when I've got a Coons packer right here that I put in there. I've got this land right here, that bone, and when you stick that in, oh, oh, popcorn, he, he said, that's the best thing in the world to put back in there. So, two of my buddies come to see me from Tennessee yesterday, and he, <coughs> and he brought me one. <coughs> so I'm going to use it for I make any more booze. Oh, I'm not right back in there. Watch that come right down through there. Hey, that's really exciting to watch it start dripping, you know, start feeling of the arms on, from your cap over to the thumper. And it's getting warm, you know. Just keep it till the elbows to go down that 45 end of the thump gag, Boys, when that starts getting pretty hot, you say, well, she's filling fill it up in there now, it won't be long, then I can't hardly wait. I go over and fill my worm, my worm where it comes up out of the thump gag, going over to the condenser. It's getting warm now. My gollies, just in a minute, before it gets to that water over there, start condensing, it's red hot. Then... Now, here comes the good part. Sticky, I stuck a little stick back in that worm so it won't run back under it. Put my container under there and my wool and my my charcoal to uh, catch anything that's in that. Hey, first thing I do, i got an Alky-Seltzer bottle. i I see what the proof on it is. I'll catch me about three or four ounces of it. Then I'll I, I watch it and see what the proof, and I can tell how much alcohol I've got in that, in that steel. I can tell real close half a gallon. I can tell within half a gallon how much I'm going to get. Okay, you know if you got them big frog eyes on it. Well, after it runs about a gallon, try it again, and I mark that number one. That was my highest highest gallon. I put my I put me up, take my knife, mark a one in my lid. That's number one. I keep it because when you run it all and proof it, you can kill the bead on it if you don't watch. If you put a can lid full of water too much in that. You know, it, well, you're, you'll get you a quart out of there. No bead on it. Just just a little one. Well, you killed it. You put too much water. So, take that first gallon and build that one back. You you And build that, build, pour it by that in there, and it'll put the bead back on that in there. And then uh, be real careful uh, about getting it like 100, 105, 110 proof. Uh, then uh, you, you've got it. Then start jarring him up. Every, every jar is identical alike. like. If, if it's 108 proof, that's what every jar is if you proof it all together, you know. Oh, yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, a couple months ago, I was producing a documentary with National Geographic. Um,
1: uh-huh, yeah, they called me. Yeah,
0: it was me that called you. And we, we uh, and you couldn't really help us, but we, I ended up following around because we, what we were doing is we were filming with uh, guys who were out there making moonshine today.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: we were keeping, you know, we had to keep them anonymous, of course. And
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I uh, talked to them. We were
0: out there out in the mountains, and, um, you know, it took about two days to, to start seeing some liquor come out of the still, but, man, those first drops, it was exciting seeing that happen, and... and you know, of course, those were the heads, and so he took those uh, took those out, and then maybe the next bottle that came out, we 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 tasted,
1: and it was good stuff. It was really good stuff. It was well, straw, yeah, well, people oh, people got different different recipes that they use. They they some people just got you know, I might make mine different to somebody else. And they might make theirs, and uh, but uh, most of it, if they do it right, is pretty good whiskey. Yeah, he was
0: running a steel a steel, uh, still, uh, out in the mountains. And, uh, he was, he was big on being quiet and stealthy. And, uh, he, we were under uh, basically like a, a, a rock, like a mountain, like a cliff, like uh-huh. under a cliff. Cause he was worried about helicopters and he had like a camouflage when, when he made the mash the night before,
1: uh-huh. he had
0: a, a camouflage tent that he put over it. What type of what type of things did you guys used to do?
1: I never did put nothing over mine. Uh, I was just in these uh, woods where it's real green, and I, I, I could find me a place, you know, where a lot of green stuff was all above me and around me. Uh, I never did put no... I know some people that's had a big thing, like a, a great big camouflage, you know, especially over the pot patch. Uh, it's a camouflage-looking thing, but uh, I never did use anything. I just I just dug her in and let her go. Uh, they never did see mine, don't reckon.
0: So, in in your town, how big of a priority is it for law enforcement
1: to take down moonshiners? Well, how do you mean this? What, well, I mean, they, what, what I'm like, saying is, are they
0: are they going after them, or are they, are they? Oh no!
1: Do you never hear a liquor steel mentioned? Hey. hey. You absolutely don't. And, and I'm around all of them all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about them, you know. Well, Jim, Tom, you, you're still in the movie and this, that, and the other. You're still making any good moonshine. They so said, we know you make some of the best. I said, well, I ain't right now, but I'm still maybe in the movie and all that. Well, when you get some room, we need a jar, and that'll be the <laughs> wall, man. So, but yeah, they don't give a dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. i out of the math. I talked to the Sheriff the other day. He said, Jim, Tom, a steal never enters my mind. He said, I'm out of the math and the herb, and mostly the math. And he said, uh, he said, I will get that. But, uh, I, I guarantee you, that if I had one right now, I wouldn't be one bit worried about it. Not right. long, just keep your mouth shut. But somebody said, well, how are you going to sell it if people don't know it? I said, that's right. Uh, I said, how are you going to sell it? You've you got to let them know you've got it.
0: Yeah, I think it really depends I think on from from town to town. I know that some in some towns uh, you know the moonshiners there have to be real careful and uh, maybe the sheriff and, and the the law's the law after them but the, then in other towns like you said it's like you know everybody's drinking moonshine politicians, lawyers, judges, the sheriff, everyone.
1: You're exactly right. Uh, you I know? mean I mean I know in the last 5 years I I know, you know, and uh I've let senators have it, judges, DAs, lawyers, sheriff, deputies, TBA officers. I've let them all have it, uh, yeah. absolutely. And uh, and there was never a word said. Uh, you know, never was. Uh, this little town here, they just don't say nothing about a liquor still. I mean, I mean, I know because I I know somebody that would tell me in two minutes. If they had anything like that on their mind, you know. you got to keep somebody that knows what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? you got to have somebody that knows if there's going to be a raid or, or something like that. Uh, of course, they just ain't that much liquor made in these counties anymore. They they just they just ain't that much made. Like I said, they went to the bigger money and they're doing something else. But, oh, they still wish you been made. Sure there is, but... Not like it used to be. It's it's
0: funny too. I mean, if you go over to, for example, like Kentucky, they've uh, you know they've got the ABC out there, and and they go after guys.
1: You know? Oh yeah, some some states do. They're they they're, they're trying their best to get you. They yeah. pull every trick in the book uh, to see if they can apprehend you somewhere. You know, but uh, in other counties, they just turn their head
0: hmm yeah, it's just not worth their time. A
1: one, one county over in Tennessee, I don't call no names, Ben Himmels is talking, and he says, our sheriff would get us if we, if, you know, if we really are making. He, he, he said, that's all around Cosby, you know what? He said, that sheriff would. I said, would he get you? He said, absolutely. Would. He said, he's one of the best fellow in the world. But he said he would. He, he he would arrest a man if he got a change. no. But over here, they just don't say nothing about it. Now, they would, you know, to get that big name. If they know where there's a big outfit or running at, you know, a pretty good-sized outfit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, they'd cut it down and get put in their local paper, you know. Whiskey still, confiscated 600-gallon of ice, 300-gallon of good liquor, and three apprehended.
0: So they'd have to be running something like a submarine still.
1: Yeah, a good size. They don't say nothing about these coffee pot sizes because that that, that's just drinking a liquor. I'm talking about putting a lot of whiskey out, you know.
0: What's the largest operation you've ever seen?
1: Well, let me see. The biggest one was down in North Wilkesboro about 1964. Uh, yeah, that was in Wilkesboro. But a lot of liquor made there uh, down in that country. Of course, now, it was a big steamer out there. It was a steaming rig. Then... I was in Georgia and seen, uh, let's see now, how many gallons, uh, yeah, I believe it was an 8,000 gallon rig. My uncle, well, he was my, on my marriage side, he was my uncle, but he got caught. And he had 21 employees running that, uh, all colored followers. And then they found it, and they, uh, dynamited it. Then he put him up, uh, about a 2,000, and one Sunday morning, he said, he heard the dynamite going off again and they got that one, so uh that was a pretty good sized outfit. But that steamer that I looked at, I Lord I forget I forget how many gallons that kind of gun them bats held. It was a sight in the world. Wow. 1964. But you round bet. here, like the biggest thing I seen like that three barrel that I talked about we were running. Mm. About a three barrel, about hundred and fifty gallons or something like that.
0: You said eight thousand gallons?
1: Yep. 8,000-gallon rig. That was well, down in Eat- Eatonton, Georgia. It uh, little like I above what they how, call them, how, how,
0: how big is that thing? How, I mean.
1: Well, it was down in a pasture, uh, way down, me and my cousin was down in there messing around and found it. And he had a big old barn up there. And he had that barn packed full of whiskey and, and cr- truck trucks coming in there. We asked old David, and said, uh, we looked at your liquor a while ago. Now, he said, you stay out of there. He said, yeah, yeah. we're we pretty young. we was running dairy farm down there, what we're doing. And uh he said, he said, I said, there's only four gallons of the case that you got. He said, that's all we do for a case down here. I said, well, Robbinsville six gallons of the case, what we call a case. He said, we just do four. So, uh yeah, he got hit. But blow- it was 21 men running that thing for him. Uh-huh. That's what he told us. He said, he's 21. Then he put up that other big one and they died and he mind it. Then he died out not long. After. I talked to the boy all the time down there on the phone. And uh, there was a lot of liquor made down there. Of course, I don't know how good it was. Uh, I, I, I never did drink none of their liquor down there. I don't know how good it was. Uh, but, but pretty big outfit.
0: So, yeah, he was a big distributor. So, Back in the day, how would how would people distribute the moonshine, and, and how far would it go? How far have you seen shine being sold? Have you seen it shipped out of state?
1: Oh, yeah, and I've seen, uh, especially one fella, uh he came in here with a big camper, about a 32-foot camper, not a thing in there, and they didn't know if that butter was a camping. It would leave here full. I mean, but the cases, now that was the biggest shipment I ever seen, and uh he, he, he done that for a long time. Let's see. That, now, verse, I never did see that steel, but he showed me pictures of it. You had to get a ladder, the ladder to go up there to put the cap on. To get the cap on that thing. Uh, That's that crazy. That's Monster of a steel. And, the boot, State the Trooper was in on it. He's he dead now. He used to come, when me my buddy was making that trooper, three times a week two and three guys on the lake. And I said, there down there, he says, <laughs> knows his trooper car. So, uh, he was a hauling in his car quite a bit during all that. And, uh, you know, never did, nobody never did know it, but I did. Oh, so the
0: state trooper was helping. Yeah. Here's
1: a, uh, he filled his car for it. Take to a certain place. Uh, him and the, I ain't gonna call their name, you know, they're, they're all dead now, but they had that big outfit of going. I mean, a whopper, it was it, it was it was it wasn't in this, It was in Swain County, which your Boston said, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, it was over the line over Iowa State Highway over over Swain County. So uh,
0: yeah. So have you ever seen any any like clever ways of disguising moonshine during transport? Uh, I've I've seen when we were filming that documentary. I was talking about we saw a guy who would take moonshine and he would put it in uh, water bottles. And oh, they done ever seal tricked. up the package like it was just bought from a store. What what have you seen?
1: I've seen all kinds of tricks, and uh, uh, I know didn't see. It. But you can get you take you can get them caps to go back on them jugs, you know, to seal it just like it was when the water come in. it, where that goes, I've seen them pull all kinds of tricks. Uh, I mean, every way in the world if you want to try to to see if they can get by with it. Uh, I never did, you know, uh, I didn't have that much, but I used to hide a lot of it here and there. And now I know another feller that's got a good idea on doing it, and uh, he, he said one of these days he's going to show me what he, how he used to do it. It, it sounds funny, you know, crazy, but I'll not say nothing about that today. He said, i get by a all of it, and they'll never know it's there, uh, you know. Well, they do everything. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So have you ever have you ever been busted before?
1: No, uh-uh. Nope, never never have. They, they just about got me twice. They could have come a little to get me before that, but not as I know of. Mickey, the ex-sheriff, Mickey Anderson, his daddy uh, was the high sheriff. Mickey, he was the deputy under his daddy, then Mr. Doctory, They come just in a snipe of getting me. That was back about 70 in the 70s. Uh, down about a mile from my house. Uh, I had two barrels around me, and I had took a lady and her husband from Louisiana. Uh, I was going to the steel with my sugar, and they, they, they must have known what I was doing, and so I took them with me, and I gave them a gallon, gallon. They said we're from Baton Rouge. So, uh, when I ran the second mile it's when the law was right above me, and I even heard them say, said, so they ain't no steel in here. Uh, and they went down to the right of me, and down into the road, and left there. Uh, they and Mickey asked me, "As they?" He said, "Were well, you in that big pile line down there where they cut that pile line out?" I said, "Mickey, I was watching you. And you and uh, Fred and uh, Mister uh, Doctory and somebody else." Well, he said, "We thought we thought we, we thought you were somewhere else." I said, "I was out there watching you. So that was the closest I ever come, I guess getting caught.
0: So where were you hiding, and where was the law?
1: The law was about a hundred yards above me up on the mountain. I was just buying a okay. steel. I never did go nowhere. I sat and I tucked the end of the condenser and fixing to get me a drink. And it just running away with wood, not a bit of smoke, nothing but heat. Yeah. I sure heard him talking. He said, ain't no steel up here. I thought, you're crazy. Yeah. Then I moved it that night. After I ran that last mile, I put in all night a moving that rig. I moved it up in behind my grandma's house. Uh, about a quarter of a mile from where I was at, uh, I carried never been that slot my cinder mice. I carried the steel. I was up my barrels, and then my nephews found it uh, uh, cutting a Christmas tree and shoddied all the peaches with automatic twenty-two.
0: I'm surprised they didn't. Were, were you running propane or were you? I run. Uh, oh, I was uh,
1: running wood.
0: I'm surprised they didn't see the smoke.
1: Oh, I can build a furnace. stick. you won't see as much smoke as a cigarette. Oh wow. I've done it for the Robinville Heritage Festival back uh, about 30 years ago. All the ex-sheriffs says there, and they said, Jim, Tom, no wonder we can't catch you. He said, how do you build a furnace like that that won't smoke? I said, I sure can build them like that. I said, just watch this and you don't see a bit of smoke. He said, you can make it on the side of the highway and we can't catch you. I said, I've done it before and watched you, and I did. That thing will... It's got... It'll start sucking, and you've never heard nothing like that. Boys, you talk about a long uh, build a furnace. Uh, it's, the, it's the slope you put it on. You know, uh, when you dig it, uh, Junior has learned me that. Now, he said, T Tom, he, he said, I always build your furnace like I'm going to build this one, you know. Well, i watch him, and, and that's the way I build mine. But, but now listen, you don't run wood anymore. all propane. Yeah. I was burning wood up till 70, about 78, uh, with, with Junior up yonder when he got in that trouble and went and died in 1980. Uh, we always burnt wood, but after that, it mostly went to propane.
0: I see.
1: Yep. So it's, for... They, it's, it's quiet, there ain't, no, there ain't no smoke whatsoever, and it's quiet, you just sit, sit right down and just let it run. Uh, you don't have to do nothing. I'll tell you, using wood's hard work. Oh, I'm, I'm right. tell you that that, that you got to pull it into the steel and and cut that wood up in a certain lengths and uh, uh, It's hard work, maybe yeah, I mean, but I didn't care. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. When you used to when you used to make it shine,
0: uh, how much would a run cost you? As far, as what would your cost be, and then how much would you make off a run? What, well, when, the, when I the first started Hippie
1: Junior, we our sugar was only $10 for about 60 pounds. We bought it there in Robbinsville, at the Ada Higdon store on Depot Street, next to the timeout market. $10 a barrel. And our copper was only $34 a sheet. Had to go to Andrews to get it over to the checkerboard store over there, feed store, was $34. And the sugar was... Okay, but it didn't sell much on the pint. Uh, You didn't get that much on the pint. Uh, You know... uh, I've sold a lot of it for a dollar, dollar and a half pint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, it, it ain't like it is now, seventy, eighty dollars a day in gallon. <laughs> it wasn't like that back then, because they didn't have the money to pay that, and you didn't have that much in it. But now, I mean, you know, sugar has gone up, and uh, it's expensive to get started making money shine. If you're going to do it in a pretty big way, now you That's just right. mess around with it, you know, just for making drinking liquor or some for your friends and this, that, and the other. It don't cost you much, but, uh, years ago, you get that sugar cheap.
0: Have you seen people make, uh, pretty good money?
1: Oh, yes. I know people that's wealthy right now from it. they sure do. Absolutely. And it, it was liquor money. But I never did make a lot of money. I didn't care. I drank most of mine. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I drank most of mine up. Yeah. I would not give it away. It didn't matter, man. Say all time. Just get my sugar to go back, uh. No, I know I know, I know some fellas that, that got the banks full of money that was made by moonshine.
0: Today there's a lot of lot of legal moonshine distilleries.
1: All uh, over the country. All over the country. I get at people at, at teasing me, they say my my tax lady does my taxes. young time she said, How does it feel to make a good living off selling moonshine? I said I don't think like a thing about it. I said, I don't think, I, I said, uh, they distilleries are going up every day. And I had a fellow to tell me, let me see, day before yesterday, over in Tennessee, which would be P- Petros, Tennessee, where that Brushy Mountain Prison was at, they're putting a big distillery in that. And it was, see, that started in 1896, I believe, that uh, Rocky Mountain Penitentiary over there. He said they and put a big distillery in it. Hmm. Yeah, that's over at Petros, Tennessee, over in there. and uh, They're going up everywhere. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, so what's the difference between legal moonshine and, and uh, the unregulated stuff?
1: What's There ain't a bit of difference. Ain't it? Uh, hey, it don't matter how dry the county is. It's like Graham County. We're the only dry county in North Carolina. Of course, there's plenty here to drink. But what I'm talking about, you know, is... Uh, you can buy it at all the clubs around here, uh Topoca Lodge, Fontana, Deals, Galp, uh Snowbird Lodge. You can buy all you want. Okay. Now we're getting a steakhouse in Robbinsville, and uh, the two-wheel end for the motorcycles. And I said, be nice if you can sell beer here. He said, done ready to get my license. He doesn't have his tennis court put in. That's all they require. So he said, I'll be uh, about another month be selling beer with my up at my steakhouse. That's uh, going to towards uh Topton over. There. So uh and t- and talking about liquor, uh, if if you'll pay them the tax money, they don't care how much you make. Okay. Jack Daniels is in a dry county.
0: So what about the the proof of the liquor? Is there is there a big difference between the unregulated stuff and the and the legal
1: stuff? Oh yeah, they there's, there's a lot of difference. Uh, for instance uh, Jim Tom's Unaged Rye, which is 100 proof. I've never checked the proof on that. I, I, I've never. I've never even thought about it, but that's what it says. And, uh, you know, then they sum 70 proof and all that. Uh, I'm just going to be straight with you. If they'd let me come over there and they just out of my business, they've got the ingredients, I'd show them some real liquor in about two or three weeks. I, I'm talking about their sales would go sky-high, but, see, I can't do that. Make good corn whiskey, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you start putting a big bats, full of good corn in them, and, and you about three or four hundred pounds of good malt corn to count that with. And I, I'm telling you, then, uh, layers of that big steel, and uh, you talk about running some good liquor. Now, the first time, you don't get a big yield out of it, because it's still sweet. Uh, You're going to have to go the second and the third time before it starts producing a lot of alcohol. See, it it gets real good and sour. You talk about putting out some liquor over there now. If I ever could, i don't know how mine is that over there. I'm just truthful with you.
0: What type of proof do you think yours would be? 140, 150, around there?
1: It might be to start with, but I don't believe it's that high, about 110.
0: 110.
1: Yeah, you leave about about 100. You don't want it, I mean, the to burn your tonsils out, uh, just good and miles, you know. Uh, now, some people like it when it first starts coming out of there. You know, the higher the proof, the better. That's, uh, some people like it like that, but I don't. i would get the proof mine down with we'll good spring water and get the proof on it I like, and then take me a big horn of it, yeah.
0: How did you come about selling your own legal moonshine with Sugarlands Distillery?
1: Well, they called me one day and uh asked me if I'd be interested in uh, signing a contract with them to use my name and my picture on the whiskey. I said I'd have to study about that a while. So I studied on it for about probably three months or more, and then we talked again about it. I talked to Ned and uh Kent, you know, two of the owners, and, well I said you can make you some pretty good money on that. Well, <laughs> well we just they just kept talking and talking and talking and Buster Brooms will work to out and said, Jim you know Tom, you see, Buster's son in law, Ken Campbell, lives over there and they asked him if, if he knowed me. Well he said, I say do I know him? So known him for years so he's the one that told him where to come to the Buster Brooms over here. Well, I finally signed with him, then now I'll go back to Magella. <laughs> After I decided to do that, they, they you know they found out that I was wanting to do it. So uh, let's see, Jason and Matt, I guess it was. They come to my house one evening, and we was gonna meet at Sugarland the next day, uh, old So Buster took me. We went to Sugarland and had our big meeting on all that. And uh, they would ask me this and ask me that and all this, and so. Now, I mean, I'm just what I am. I said, they want a little bit of money out of that. I said, I know what he did. They got their hands out. They didn't want me letting them let me do that. I said, no, you can't. So we get everything fixed up. Well, uh, you see, Jason, and the next day we went over to Sugarland, And I said, there's a certain fellow said, I'm going to nod my head when you think that you ought to do it. Well, <laughs> I'd watch that, but I'd, I said, I reckon I'd work, okay. I believe we signed for six years. So, they made their percentage and fixed their contracts and everything, which I don't get rich, but I do good. And they get, uh, let's see, they get 7.5%, and I get 75 It's 15%. Uh, and they told me on the phone, said, Marvin, we're helping you instead of hurting you. I said, how in the hell are you helping me when you don't want me doing that? I said, you're afraid I'm going to make a little money. I, I wasn't doing that, but I was mad anyway. They said, we're going to help you. I said, how are you going to help me? They said, we're going to get the percentage raised. See, I, they was all they wanted to pay me, 4%. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Jason and them got it fixed for 15%, which nearly doubled mine, what I would have been getting. See, I, if I'd been getting only 4%, then they got it raised to 15%. Oh, that's 7.5% apiece. Yeah,
0: so how does it feel to go from making moonshine illegally on the black market to seeing your face on legal moonshine bottles.
1: <laughs> I know what everybody said. Did you ever think about that, Jim, Tom? I said, it <laughs> never did enter my mind. I said, it never did enter my mind about seeing my picture on a bottle. But I'll swear to, I, I, I'm, I, I ain't sitting here bragging, but I didn't know that many thousands and thousands of people knowed me. It, it, they come from everywhere in the United States. They cover me up, even of a night, of a day. And when I go to town, they say, Hey, come here a minute. Uh, you're in Jimtown, Can we take a picture? Uh, I thought yesterday, you come about 8 or 10. says, Well, is the movie still going? I said, Oh, yeah. Oh, said, You set that thing off. So We're all out of Marvel, Tennessee down there. I said, I guess I'll be in there. Well, uh, I, I never did think nothing about my picture. Never did. Still don't think much about it. Uh, you know, I just... I, I'm glad people like me like that, uh, and all these kids, shucks bar, uh, boy, they hang out to my, of course, I give them money, buy them stuff for Christmas, and do all this and that, and, uh, yeah, they always, you gonna be in the movie? I said, well, yeah, honey, I'll be in there. yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> i get trickled at them.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Well, well, Jim Tom, I'll let you go, man, thank you for, uh,
1: well, when I get better, I'll get by, by, I, I can't figure this hand out. Now, I had that corporal tunnel surgery about a month ago, and it's still just is tangly. I, I drop stuff and I pick it up. And, you know, on my prostate, they did find me it was cancer in my prostate on one of them, but it wasn't that much. It was only a, a millimeter and a half, a 1.6. So they wanted me to take radiation. And I, I thought, I'm going to ask around about that. So I began to ask people that had prostate cancer, I began to ask them. They said, Jim Tom, you don't need that radiation with just that little of a a tumor there. They said, now, if it was great big, like a three or a four or a five millimeters, then that would, uh, I I mean, I've had a lot of them tell me. I even had one of my local doctors tell my sister, said, you tell Jim Tom that that's going to be the waste of money. At his age, 76-year-old nearly, said that would be the last thing that ever killed him. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to fool with it. Yeah. Well, I bet yeah. you that I bet you thought that'd be expensive. Oh, I bet. Oh, I, well, the last one I talked to, he said he had to go 42 treatments. That was every day for 42, 42 uh, treatments over the silver. That's where I went to when they found it. I said, "Why? Well, I ain't fooling. I ain't get ready to go where I've got things to do."
0: Yeah, you know your body best,
1: you know. Absolutely. You, you, yeah, everybody knows their body. But this doggone hand would get better. I'd be in finally good, good shape. Well, okay. see me when you get a chance.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks, Jim.
1: Okay, Thank you. you're welcome. Keep the powders dry.
0: All right. Talk to you. <laughs>